0: It is your brother, Roman, that the mother tax driver, motherfucking driver with the mouth of a sailor, spills a student that loves to the with the devil and the massage, father, a shave massage, bottle negative fives, snake water, we've dead again, so that the fondant from the prairies has done everything, but nursing the truth, climbing the town, and we grow this Chinese, picking green tea, drinking love, and all things fine, this truly born, this creature being remorsefully found, the <laughs> most valued and English-bred asset of mankind, with identical cells, you and I are the divine. <laughs> This is another turnin' a venom drinking, poem, watchin' wilder, such metal loves, watchin' strippers almost as much as much as this guy's more as a bunch of grabbed by a little boy, Never then go get out cause that's gotta be a little cool guy, easy to modern enough to appreciate a robot's ass, a life like a warrior, singing every day. <laughs> Sleepy passage, unfortunately, before my city university, with historical fears of such magnitude and pace, that I didn't rest when I fall on my face. Yeah, even an resting, it all in your ass, because when I fall forward, uh, I fall forward, I tuck up and roll, my brothers, you guess. Because when I get back, I run and even the flash gets scared, yeah, because you ain't never seen anything coming fast and this so some in this land, so the kitty stones turn his bar, breaking broken jaws and other bones, two times a barber, a specific latch, and quieter beats, so again, battle and wrestle and make them with the following sun. But they get to the cast, they a few more in between. Yeah, nothing drops the indescribable pain felt. A potential, unexpressed, which always turns to pain. A believer in love and in beauty and all, yet still brave enough to write right. I hate that even on the bathroom's not wall. There's been none before me, and there will be none after this. Meditating out after the supernatural and spiritual playground. you've been invited to the most quietly and so I hope to show those monsters, and uh, after live a life more inspired. <laughs> So if you're watching this on the video on the YouTube channel, you are gonna see the truck driving across Canada, uh, and that is like at 16 times faster, so it's a little bit of a time lapse video. And uh, yeah, I guess you can see I do driving a little bit fast. I think that truck was going slower than I looked though. But hey, that's kind of cool, man. That looks good. So we're in the prairies here somewhere. You know, obviously, we are uh, heading, heading where the sun sets, baby. <laughs> because it looks like unless we're heading into it, but kind of has that uh, appearance that we are heading the other way we gonna really got to get it all out here, and you know what, just uh, doing it because I don't give a damn, and everybody can learn something from the Dalapoo, so we are going to continue on this little path here with the poo before my kids and I get out there and have a little bit of fun in the sun. Right now, my boys are getting a little bit of their break time so they can play, and uh, I think we can do a little bit of recording. And I think we carried off talking about the vinegar. But what does that have to do with vinegar-ass poop? Thought I had explained that, I said. I don't think so," said Pooh. "Well, then I'll explain it now. That's good," said Pooh. In the painting, why is the houseman smiling? After all, the vinegar that represents life must certainly have an unpleasant taste, as the expressions on the faces of the other two men indicate. But they're working in harmony with life circumstances. Taoist understanding changes what others may perceive as negative into something positive. From the Taoist point of view, sourness and bitterness come from the interference. Fearing and unappreciative mind. Life itself, when understood and utilized for what it is, is sweet. That is the message of the vinegar tasters. Sweet? You mean like honey? asked Pooh. Well, maybe not that sweet, I said. That would be overdoing it a bit. Are we still supposed to be in China? Pooh asked cautiously. No, we're through explaining, and now we're back at the writing table. Oh. Well, we're just in time for something to eat, he added, wandering over to the kitchen and cover. The Tao of Who. Page 25 in the original, I believe. We were discussing the definition of wisdom late one night, and we were just about to fall asleep from it all when Pooh remarked that his understanding of Taoist principles had been passed down to him from certain ancient ancestors. Like who, I asked. Like Pu Tao Shi, the famous Chinese painter, Pooh said. That's Wu Tao Shi. Well, how about Li Pu, the famous Taoist poet, Pooh asked cautiously. You mean Li Pooh, I said. Oh, said Pooh looking down at his feet. Then I thought of something. That doesn't really matter anyway, I said, because one of the most important principles of Taoism was named after you. Really? Pooh asked, looking more hopeful. Of course, Pooh, the uncarved block. I'd forgotten, said Pooh. So here we are about to try to explain Pooh, the uncarved block, in the classic Taoist manner. Now, we won't try too hard or explain too much, because that would only confuse things, and because it would leave the impression that it was all only an intellectual idea that could be left on the intellectual level of ignored. then you could say, well, this idea is all very nice, but what does it amount to? So instead, we will try to show what it amounts to in various ways. Pooa, by the way, is pronounced sort of like poo, but without so much oo, like the sound you make when blowing a bug off your arm on a hot summer day before we bring our resident expert in for a few illuminating remarks let's explain something the essence of the principle of the uncarved block is that things in their original simplicity contain their own natural power power that is easily spoiled and lost when that simplicity is changed for the written character who the typical Chinese dictionary will give a definition of natural, simple, plain, honest. Pu is composed of two separate characters combined. The first, the radical, or root meaning one, is for tree, or wood. And the second, the phonetic, or sound giving one, is the character for dense growth, or thicket. So from tree in a thicket, or wood not cut, comes the meaning of things in their natural state what is generally represented in English versions of Taoist writing as the uncarved block. The basic Taoist principle applies not only to things in their natural beauty and function, but to people as well, or bears. Which brings us to Pooh, the very epitome of the uncarved block. As an illustration of the principle, he may appear a bit too simple at times. "'I think it's more to the right,' said Piglet, nervously. "'What do you think, Pooh?' Pooh looked at his two paws. He knew that one of them was the right, and he knew that one, when you had decided which one of them was the right, then the other one was the left. But he never could remember how to begin. Well, he said slowly. But no matter how he may seem to others, especially to those fooled by appearances, Pooh, the uncarved block, is able to accomplish what he does because he is simple-minded. As any old Taoist walking out of the woods can tell you, simple-minded does not necessarily mean stupid. It's rather significant that the Taoist ideal is that of the still, calm, reflecting mirror mind of the uncarved block, and it's rather significant that Pooh, rather than the thinkers, rabbit, owl, or eel, is the true hero of Winnie the Pooh, and the house at Pooh Corner. The fact is, said Rowdy, we've missed our way somehow. They were having a rest in a small sandpit on the top of the forest. Pooh was getting rather tired of that sandpit and suspected it of following them about, because whichever direction they started in, they always ended up at it. And each time, as it came through the mist at them, Rabbit said triumphantly, Now I know where we are. And Pooh said sadly, So do I. And Piglet said nothing. He had tried to think of something to say, but the only thing he could think of was, Help! Help! And it seems silly to say that when he had Pooh and Rabbit with him. Well, said Rabbit after a long silence in which nobody thanked him for the nice walk they were having, we'd better get on, I suppose. Which way shall we try? How would it be, said Pooh slowly, if as soon as we're out of sight of this pit, we try to find it again? What's the good of that, said Rabbit? Well said Pooh. We keep looking for a home and not finding it. So I thought that if we looked for this pit, we'd be sure not to find it, which would be a good thing, because then we might end up something that we weren't looking for, which might just be what we were looking for. Really? Well, I don't see much sense in that, said Rabbit. Now, if I walked away from this pit and then walked back to it, of course I should find it. "'Well, I thought perhaps you wouldn't,' said Pooh. "'I just thought.' "'Try,' said Piglet suddenly. "'We'll wait here for you.' "'Rabbit gave a laugh to show how silly Piglet was "'and walked into the mist, "'and after he had gone a hundred yards, "'he turned and walked back again, "'and after Pooh and Piglet had waited twenty minutes for him, Pooh got up.' "'I just thought,' said Pooh. "'Well, now then, Piglet, let's go home.' "'But Pooh!' cried Piglet, all excited. "'Do you know the way?' "'No,' said Pooh. "'But there are twelve pots of honey in my cupboard, "'and they've been calling to me for hours. "'I couldn't hear them properly before, "'because a rabbit would talk. "'But if nobody says anything except those twelve pots, "'I think... "'Piglet, I shall know where they are calling from. "'Come on.' "'They walked off together. And for a long time, Piglet said nothing, so as not to interrupt the pots. And then suddenly he made a squeaky noise, and an ooh noise, because now he began to know where he was, but he still didn't dare to say out loud, in case he wasn't. And just as he was getting so sure of himself that it didn't matter whether the pots went on calling or not, there was a shout in front of him, and out of the mist came Christopher Robin. After all, if it were cleverness that counted most, Rabbit would be number one. Instead of that, bear. But that's not the way things work. We've come to wish you a very happy Thursday, said Pooh. When he had gone in and out once or twice just to make sure that he could get out again. Why? What's going to happen on Thursday? asked Rabbit. And when Pooh had explained, and Rabbit, whose life was made up of important things, said, Oh, I thought you'd really come about something. They sat down for a little, and by and by Pooh and Piglet went on again. The wind was behind them now, so they didn't have to shout. Rabbit's clever, said Pooh thoughtfully. Yes, said Piglet. Rabbit's clever. And he has brain. Yes, said Piglet. Rabbit has brain. There was a long silence. I suppose, said Pooh. that That's why he never understands anything. And if clever rabbit doesn't quite have what it takes, a brace of Eeyore certainly doesn't either. Why not? Because of what we could call the Eeyore attitude. You might say that while a rabbit's little routine is that of knowledge for the sake of being clever, and why owl's is that of knowledge for the sake of appearing wise, eors is knowledge for the sake of complaining about something. As anyone who doesn't have it can see, the Eor attitude gets in the way of things like wisdom and happiness, and pretty much prevents any sort of real accomplishment in life. Eeyore, the old grey donkey, stood by the side of the stream. He looked at himself in the water. Pathetic, he said. That's what it is. Pathetic. He turned and walked slowly down the stream for twenty yards splashed across it and walked slowly back on the other side. Then he looked at himself in the water again, as I thought. He said, No better from this side, but nobody minds. Nobody cares. Pathetic. That's what it is. There was a crackling noise in the breaking behind him, and out came Pooh. Good morning, Eeyore, said Pooh. Good morning, Boo Bear, said Eeyore gloomily. If it is a good morning, he said, which I doubt, said he, why? What's the matter? Nothing, Boo Bear, nothing. We can't all, and some of us don't. That's all there is to it. It's not that Eeyore, that the Eeyore attitude is necessarily without a certain severe sort of humor. Oh, Eeyore, they called out cheerfully. Ah, said Eeyore, lost your way. We just came to see you, said Piglet, and to see how your house was. Look, Pooh, it's still standing. I know, said Eeyore, very odd. Somebody ought to have come down and pushed it over. We wondered whether the wind would blow it down, said Pooh. Oh, that's why nobody's bothered, I suppose. I thought perhaps they'd forgotten. It's just that it's really not so awfully much fun. Not like a few other points of view we can think of. A little too complex or something, after all. What is it about Pooh that makes him so lovable? Well, to begin with, said Pooh. Yes, well, to begin with, we have the principle of the Uncarved Block. After all, what is the most appealing thing about Pooh? What else but... Well, to begin with simplicity The simplicity of the uncarved block, and the nicest thing about that simplicity is its useful wisdom. The what is there to eat variety wisdom you can get. Considering that, let's have Pooh describe the nature of the uncarved block. All right, Pooh. What can you tell us about the uncarved block? The what? asked Pooh, sitting up suddenly and opening his eyes. The uncarved block, you know. Uh, oh, oh, uh, what do you have to say about it? I didn't do it said Pooh. You? It must have been Piglet, he said. I did not, sweet Piglet. Oh, Piglet. Where did you? I didn't, Piglet said. Well, that was probably Rabbit, said Pooh. It wasn't me, Piglet insisted. Did someone call? said Rabbit, popping up from behind her chair. Oh, Rabbit, I said. We're talking about the untarved block. Haven't seen it, said Rabbit. But I'll go ask Owl. That won't be necessary, I began. Too late now, said Pooh. He's gone. I never even heard of the uncarved block, said Piglet. Neither did I, said Pooh, rubbing his ear. It's just a figure of speech, I said. Uh, what, a what of a who? asked Pooh. A figure of speech. It means that, well, the uncarved block is a way of saying, like Pooh. Oh, is that all? said Piglet. I wondered, said Pooh. Pooh can't describe the uncarved block to us in words, because he just is. And that's the nature of the Uncarved Block. God damn it, we are the same cell. i a little bit out of it for you there. A perfect description. Thank you, Pooh. Not at all, said Pooh. When you discard arrogance, complexity, and a few other things that get in the way, sooner or later you will discover that simple, childlike, mysterious secret known to those of the Uncarved Block that life is fun. Now, on autumn morning, when the wind had blown all the leaves off the trees in the night and was trying to blow the branches off, Pooh and Piglet were sitting in the thoughtful spot and wondering, What I think, said Pooh, is I think we'll go to Pooh Corner and see Eeyore, because perhaps his house has been blown down and perhaps he'd like us to build it again. What I think, said Piglet, is I think we'll go and we'll see Christopher Robin, only he won't be there, so we can't. Let's go and see everybody, said Pooh. Because when you've been walking in the wind for miles and you suddenly go into somebody's house and he says, Hello Pooh, you are just in town for a little snack or little something. And you are. Well then, it's what I call a friendly day. Piglet thought that they ought to have a reason for going to see everybody, like looking for small or organizing and exploitation. If Pooh could think of something, Pooh could. We'll go because it's Thursday, he said, and we'll go to wish everybody a very happy Thursday. Come on, Piglet, let's go. From the state of the unguarded block comes the ability to enjoy the simple and the quiet, the natural and the plain. Along with that comes the ability to do things spontaneously and have them work out. Odd as that may appear to others at times, as Piglet put it in the Winnie the Pooh, Pooh hasn't much brain, but he never comes to any harm. He does silly things and they turn out right. To understand all this a little bit better, it might help to look at someone who is quite the opposite. Someone like, well, let's say Owl, for example. And with that, people, we're going to call her a wrap here. It is Sunday, the last day of January where I'm hanging my hat. The January 31st, 10 o'clock, 12 minutes in the morning. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think I'm going to make her into February of 2021. I did not know after the first week or two of January whether I would actually be able to handle the excitement that is coming down the pipeline. In January of 2021, I did not think I'd be able to handle that much excitement. I was actually concerned about the condition of my own heart. But I do believe that I am going to make it to February, and I would love to share a little bit of it with all of you. Loving you like a brother from another mother that cellular twin of yours. Let's do a little bit of poo time, baby.